Hey, what's up, Zag Nation? You're listening to the Bulldog Alley Podcast, episode one of the 2022-2023 season. I'm Cole Forsman, writer for Gonzaga Nation SI and your co-host today. Uh, I'm joined by a fellow student journalist and Gonzaga student and co-host of the Bulldog Alley Podcast, Henry Kruger. How's it going, Henry? It's going great. Good to be back uh, from Thanksgiving break. Yeah, yeah. Um, Henry's also... You're a sophomore now at Gonzaga, correct? Yep. Yeah. Sophomore Gonzaga, the uh, sports editor for the school newspaper we both work at. So show a lot of common interests. And yeah, we're going to break down Gonzaga basketball um, for you guys. So from our perspective, at least as students. So, you know, Thanksgiving break, um, they went down to Portland for the PK tournament. Uh, it was a loaded tournament. We kind of knew, you know, Going in, none of the teams were going to be easy outs, um, and it was it was upset filled all over the board. And that you know that includes Gonzaga. Um, of course, they dropped uh, the one game to Purdue, and they had a scare there in the finale against uh, the Xavier Musketeers. But um, Henry, I just wanted to get your thoughts. What what game was most telling of? Gonzaga basketball what what version of the Zags from all those games uh kind of stood out to you well you know I think if it's if if it's Gonzaga you know what they're looking for I, I'd hope it's Xavier um the Xavier game you know they they let Xavier you know, it seemed like the second straight game they were letting you know a team hang around for a bit too long um it wasn't a great night for Timmy but Strother really stepped up at the end you know showed that he can be relied on as a go-to scorer um, you know, like I said, Timmy didn't have his best night, seven turnovers, wasn't a great performance. Whereas I think Strother had a career high 23 points, those two, three pointers late, um, really sealed the deal. Um, and we're definitely a much needed cushion as you saw, uh, Gonzaga could not hit their free throws late in the game. So it was, it was big to have a cushion built there from Strother late in the game. Yeah, I, I would agree that game just as a whole, the resilience of the team, First, you're coming off an absolute beatdown um, against Purdue in which they played played the perfect game. Purdue's a great team, um, and they beat Duke just the way they beat Gonzaga. But um, the resiliency from, you know, Julian Strother didn't have that great of a you know game against um, Purdue. And then Anton Watson, scoreless against Purdue. He comes, has 10 points in the first half. Drew Timmy, you know, slow first half, I think, four points and four turnovers to end the half. And then you saw him, he scored eight straight points to start that Xavier game. So I'd agree. I think that's the Zags team that, you know, we all kind of want to see the one that, you know, takes a punch in the mouth, but just kind of keeps moving forward. And, but I think a lot of it is too, that they can't hold on to a lead. It seems like sometimes, right. I mean, they, they'll jump out to that early. They'll get up the under 12 minute timeout. And then all of a sudden, you don't know what's going to happen between then and, you know, that final buzzer of the first half. Yeah. And I, I think, I think in a way it points to the fact that they just don't do not have, you know, this true point guard yet. They don't have that Nemhard. I don't know if it's on the roster yet or if it's, you know, something they're going to have to add over the off season, but you can definitely tell late in the game, they struggle to get into offensive sets. They struggle to handle ball pressure um, we've seen multiple times, not even at this tournament, but we've also seen when they were playing Texas, they struggled with ball pressure with being picked up before half court and, and all that stuff. Um, and they just don't have that dynamic playmaker. You know, it seems like a lot of the time Timmy's having to score 
you know, find his own way to get buckets. And he's great at, you know, posting up and scoring through the post. But, you know, when you don't have that true point guard who's going to find him in pick and roll situations, it makes it a lot harder. And I think, you know, in a, in a way that just that consistency that, you know, someone like Nemhard brought um, is definitely a factor in us not or in the Zags not being able to hold a lead. Yeah, I, it's a fair point. I, um, you know, they talk, Coach Few talked about the start of year giving Razier Bolton a few, you know, opportunities at the point guard position. Of course, he was more of a combo guard, you know, off ball guy last year and for the majority of his career. Um, it's not to say he can't be a playmaker. I think he can. I think in a pick and roll situation, you know, he can find ways to make plays. But um, Nolan Hickman did have, I would say, it's a better a better PK tournament than what he had shown in the first uh, previous games. I think he finished the, through those games with 38 points and I think only two turnovers four to 14 assists. So I think he's, I think you're going to start seeing, you know, more cohesion between the guards and the forwards in that regard, because I agree, Timmy, Timmy can, you know, find ways to score, but a lot of the times is, you know, when there's adversity, it'll come down to is Timmy going to get a bucket in the post. It is, yeah run over let's get him the ball and have him make a play and he's great at doing it but against these really good teams and these physical teams that have other great bigs you know it's it's hard you know just to rely on one guy you know to, to um to pick up the pace offensively and to get momentum back but um yeah to your point i think the guard the, the play could be a little bit more consistent yeah, no, I, I agree. And it, it's it's an interesting issue because I felt like this backcourt, you know, was heralded for its depth at the beginning of the year. You know, you know, they have Malachi, they have Nolan, they have, you know, even guys like Dom, you know, at the very end of the bench or at least working their way back from injuries. You know, they have so many guys. Um, and like you said, you know, Nolan had a great, you know, performance, especially in that Purdue and Xavier game, which I think are ultimately the two most the, the two most realistic games, at least for what people should be looking at, Portland State is not a bad team, but I think Purdue and Xavier challenge the Zags in ways that are most are most um, realistic to what they're going to see in March. Um, and I was happy to see, you know, guys like Nolan step up, Strother step up. Um, although I do think it's going to have to be Nolan or Malachi taking on those ball handling duties. Um, I think that Strother, you know, he's he's definitely well suited to be a secondary scorer, you know, next to Timmy, but I, I think that his turnover rate is just, is, is way too high. You know, the game against, I think Xavier was the first game this season in which he's had more assists than turnovers in a game. Um, and so definitely look for, you know, guys like Hickman Smith uh, also to step up Smith and Salas didn't have great um, games against Purdue and, uh, and Xavier. So definitely look for them to step up as well. Yeah. No, you know, certainly. And, you know, Julian Strother, he hit, he hit the two crucial threes at the end of the game. Right. And I was there for that. And uh, after the game, Sean Miller, the Xavier head coach, I mean, he, he couldn't stop talking about how great Julian has been as become as an overall player in terms of making the big shots down the stretch. But to your point, yeah, the, the efficiency isn't all quite there yet. And I think a lot of the turnovers do just, it's, it's a byproduct of the offense sometimes just falling flat. Um, we've seen that a lot, you know, at times this season that we're not accustomed to. And that was another thing is I, I talking to, uh, Jeff Goodman from, um, stadium. Now he was saying, you know, this, this isn't the same Zags team that, you know, we've seen, this isn't the Chet home you know, there's, it, it's a different, 
makeup of a roster that at least in my four years here I've seen. And, you know, he even alluded to it's, it's, it's going to be tougher this year. Like Gonzaga really loaded up their schedule. And I, you know, a lot of people, at least who I've talked to around here, just students, you know, they don't, they don't always see that. Uh, I think, I think they've been spoiled. I think Timmy's what, like 95 and eight in his career here. So for a senior like me, only losing eight or nine times, it's single mm-hmm. teams anyway. But um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a tough road. I think the worst besides Portland State. I mean, Xavier, Ken Palm was thirty one, and then you have two other ranked teams uh, in Purdue, um, Purdue and uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I definitely agree. It's it's about perspective because yeah. you know. Gonzaga's two losses are to, I believe, top five teams, you know, at the time in the AP poll, or at least uh, Purdue now top five. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, you know, students, fans, they don't understand that, you know, Mark Few has just absolutely loaded this conference schedule and it's a grind. It's going to be difficult to go, you know, to play Texas, then to play Kentucky, then, you know, travel to Portland for pretty much the entirety of Thanksgiving break to play games. Um, right. And then you're coming back and you're you're playing a neutral site game, you know, against Baylor and then Alabama. It's not going to get easier. Right. It's just about this team finding its identity, um, playing the way that few wants them to play. Um, and yeah, it's it's not it's not going to get easier. So don't don't expect things to just turn around immediately and us to not have another loss. You know, there there are probably going to be more losses, you know, that we're going to suffer this season. Some upsets, some may be expected. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see because it's definitely, you know, a, a really grueling non-conference schedule. Right, right. And to that point, I mean, they have, we'll get into it now. The Baylor game uh, this this Friday, it's in Sioux Falls. It's It was a remake of the one from two years ago that um, was canceled due to COVID-19. But now uh, it's another, well, Baylor still top 10. Gonzaga is now 14 EA people, but it's going to be a battle. Um just what are your initial thoughts uh, on that game heading in? Well, you know, as of today, I think it's the top two teams in adjusted offensive efficiency by Kempom. But I do think that uh, Baylor has the personnel to defend and and stop Gonzaga, you know, on offense and and on defense, you know, make plays. They rely very heavily on their two guards, um, LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler. Um, in way, you know, those are guys that the Zags just don't have. They don't they don't have just the you know i might have to redo this point actually yeah um i would just say yeah looking at how the teams stack up it definitely feels like baylor has the personnel to deal with gonzaga um they have the guard play whether it's you know keontae george adam flagler um lj crier you know those are guys that can score at all three levels you know fill up the stat sheet um george is a five-star freshman um, but he's not even, you know, really the lead guy in that backcourt. It's a lot more of Flagler and Cryer taking on um, the usage and the ball handling duties. And so I definitely think it's going to be a test for for this Gonzaga backcourt that, you know, has struggled at times, especially with consistency. Um, and so I'm really looking for that, you know, heading into this game, um, seeing how they match up, seeing how they stack up um, against probably another one of the best backcourts in the country um, in Baylor. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, Baylor's their experience as well. Um, they're going to be physical. They're going to play great defense as they've always done. Um, you just mentioned, I mean, Keontae George has had a great season thus far. Um, he's a great shooter as well. Adam Flagler, he another guy who, you know, 
shooting 53% from beyond the arc this season. So they can score and they can play defense. They're averaging over 90 points um, a game this season. You know, they've off to a, you know, another six and one start, five and one start. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, they played Virginia. Uh, they lost to Virginia. Sorry. They beat UCLA. Uh, they've been battle tested as well thus far in the early season. And it's cool to see. You know, both these coaches obviously um, wanted to load up their non-conference schedule. Um, even Baylor, who plays in the big, big 12, the, the almighty big 12, and they were picked to win um, conference again in the preseason. Um, of course, the, the trio you mentioned, and then Zags fans will know Caleb Lohner from his BYU days. Uh, he knows he knows a lot about Gonzaga. Um, he doesn't like Gonzaga and, <laughs> you know, that's, I think it's likewise. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's pretty mutual at this point between him and the fans. Um, it'll be in Sioux Falls. It should be, you know, a big battle for our guards, especially Timmy, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, you, you mentioned Timmy. I was going to say they don't have that front court player that just that matches his production, but they they definitely have several interior defenders that can, you know, rotate on Timmy, give him issues. Um, you know, this is a program that produces great defenders, um, whether that be, you know, Davion Mitchell or other guys as well. Um, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, to your point. I mean, they have uh, Flo Thamba. He's deep down the bench. He doesn't get a whole lot of minutes, but he's their starting center and he's big and he's physical. He's 6'10". 250 pounds like and these are we're playing against true athletes here and you got to take that into account you can't teach size speed it's but it's a big part of the game um yeah sorry they got there you good Othama yeah leads the team in blocks Jalen Bridges is another um great defender he started every game this season he doesn't space the floor well on offense but you know he'll hustle for rebounds you know great player himself yeah it, it'll be a fun battle to watch of course the rematch um from the championship game a few years ago so um 5 yeah. p.m tip off i think it's Five. on is it is it only is it on, peacock? on peacock that's I what i've it. seen that's i think it's gonna be only on peacock to watch um so hopefully for those in the area um you have a subscription i don't know if it'll be seen on a local channel uh, i'd have to dig more into that but um yeah and then of course yeah, no, nobody used stream east definitely uh, <laughs> no nobody don't, don't ever do that we are no. playing legit it should be yeah because it's it'll be a great game uh their last it's so, gonzaga's first. last highest ranked opponent last ranked i think opponent. so yeah because the only As team left would be cool. alabama and they're yeah they're ranked a lot lower yeah bama although but, a good team too they they beat unc so a lot more to look forward to on the schedule for sure, um, no. especially when you look at the the conference tournament. As I mean, the conference schedule as well. There's a number of teams that played well. Portland played seemingly well in the tournament that we were just in, um, and other teams as well. So, yeah, Portland definitely Portland, excited. Portland looked great. I mean, you always have to account for you know BYU and St. Mary's, but I'm glad you brought up Portland because they um, they played phenomenal against Villanova. I know you know Wildcats down year, but. And they should have honestly beat Michigan State the other the other day too. And you know, a few calls just didn't go down, just didn't go their way down the stretch. But yeah, to your point, college basketball is great this season. A lot of parity. It's not one dominant team uh, like we've seen in some years. So, and to that point, Gonzaga is now 14th uh, in the AP poll. Correct. Uh, yeah. It's their lowest ranking 
uh, in a few seasons, of course, it's going to happen playing um, in a great tournament like they just did in PK uh, Phil Knight legacy tournament and against some good teams. So, you know, it's, it's early in the season. The, those rankings are going to fluctuate. They're going to continue to, but totally. yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it was, I think the fourth longest top 10 stint in the AP poll um, in history. And I think it's, it's also worth noting that, you know, Gonzaga's lost, they've, they've been upset, but so have many other teams, you know, this was a very, you know, upset heavy weekend in college basketball. You know, like I said, UNC lost, Kansas lost, Duke yeah. lost. People are really concerned about Duke. There are a lot of other teams that, you know, had these massive expectations, you know, almost near or even more so than Gonzaga and have suffered similar or if not worse losses. So I think, you know, that's definitely important to bring up. Yeah, no, for certain. Uh, it's important to keep an eye on the rest of the country as well because it impacts what Gonzaga does. All right, I think, I think that's good. Just, do, just a little yeah. Outro. Yeah, well... It, yeah, it was it was a trial run. I thought it went fine. I thought it went oh, fine. I think it went great. Yeah, yeah, I thought it went good. Yeah, um, trying to think of an outro here. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, but what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say like, um, it was there anything that I did? I know I interrupted you. On oh that one. no, oh, I, I know the intro was kind of we kind of rushed through it. I think we only did a minute on it, um, sure. but. I mean, well, yeah, that part, that part's always kind of starting is always hard, the hardest part of it all. So, no, and, and I like this though. This is, this is cool. I think we should make it definitely a weekly thing. Yeah. Or, or once every two weeks or whatever you're planning on doing. Yeah. We'll get feedback from Dan after this one. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Let me just, okay. All right. That's going to wrap up episode one of the 2023. Oh, wow. I messed that one up. Hang on. (laughs) That's going to wrap up this episode of the Bulldog Alley podcast. I'm your co-host, Cole Forsman. Henry, as always, it's a great episode. Um, And we will see you all next time. See you.